Good morning. What's going on? How you guys doing? It's Howie Spangler. Uh, Tales from the Green Room, episode number 91. How things going? Oh, I've been working hard, everybody. I've been working hard in the stooge. Um, yeah, I just been I've been doing this solo record. I made the formal announcement last night on my Let's Hang Out uh, special on my YouTube channel. If you missed it, you can go back and watch. I'm, I'm just leaving all that shit up. Just leaving it archived, whatever. I do these live streams now. Uh, it's called Let's Hang Out over my YouTube channel. And uh, I just talk. Like, I'll chat back and forth with people that are hanging and ask me questions and just kind of bullshitting, you know? And then taking song requests, playing some songs, you know? Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've done, I think, three of them now. And I've done this before. This isn't the first time that I've done something like this. I used to do that stuff on Stage It and Concert Window. And uh, I've done some, you know, Instagram and Facebook, but I don't know. It's, it's kind of cool. This is like a central location to YouTube. You can, I can send links around. I can, uh, you know, you can, you can rewatch it if you missed it or if you enjoyed it, go back and watch. So it, it's been, uh, it's been really fun to do that. So um, hopefully, to, hopefully to do another one next week as well. When I get back from Alaska, I'm going to Alaska, everybody. First time ever going to Alaska. Uh, I'm pumped. You know, I'm a, I, I hate flying, and I have to be on three airplanes tomorrow. So that's kind of sucks. But uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> you got to get there, right? I mean, I, I I can't go there by horse and buggy. I mean, I guess I could take a car or something instead of a horse and buggy. But yeah, you still, even that, I wouldn't want to do that either. Um, yeah, Alaska, we're going to Anchorage. We're going to be at Coots. Coots! Going on to, down to Coots! Going down to Coots. Going to go and play a rock show. It's going to be going to be real nice. Real good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I guess, I'm hearing good things. I hear like it's, it's going to be pretty good. There's people coming. So that's nice that we actually have ticket sales. I've never been to Alaska, so it's exciting. It's uh, it's mysterious, you know. I guess I, I hope we're gonna be all right. I'm kind of worried about the the vampires that show up every winter for 30 days and they eat people. So I'm hoping we can avoid those guys. Um. Other than that, looking forward to it, really. Seriously, if you're going to be around uh, Anchorage, if you happen to be swinging through, <laughs> come check out your boys at Coots on Saturday, November. Uh, th- uh, shit, what's the date? 24th? <laughs> no, 23rd. 23rd. Yeah, so. Um, so there's that, and then. Uh, I've got like maybe seven songs on this solo record. Uh, it's called The Force of Habit. And I'm going to post the artwork as soon as I have everything submitted to my distributor. And I know that it's definitely coming out. 
um, I'm actually, I'm, <clears throat> I'm finishing it today. Like today's the last day I'm finishing this shit today. I got like a song and a half left. Um, and, uh, the plan is to put it out next Friday, Black Friday, November 29th, the day I hit Denver with Eric Rock Money. Um, so as soon as I have that all locked in, I'll post all the information officially at the, uh, the Instagram and Facebook and all that. Cause it's not official unless you do it over there on Facebook, right? So, uh, get pumped. I'm excited. Please share the music. If you, if you uh, have a second, I hope you enjoy the songs. Some are like old Ballyhoo songs that never quite made it. And I just kind of reworked them and some are brand new that I just kind of wrote right here and there. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm stoked to get out some something of my own, you know. I spent a lot of a lot of time on it, okay? Um, let's see. Eric Rockmoney shows kicking off next Friday. I haven't seen you guys in a while, so this I'm kind of trying to catch up with everybody here. Um, yeah, next Friday, Black Friday, gonna be in Denver with Eric Rockmoney and friends, Kylie Hearn, um, at Summit, and then we're gonna fly back and do uh, Virginia Beach on uh, the first. December 1st, um, and then we're going to be jumping around like Annapolis, Boston, New York, um, so uh, grab tickets for that at my website, howiespangler.com, hope to see you, I'm really looking forward to that, um, I've been watching Ted, like Ted's, Ted Bound from Pacifier, he's doing the West Coast leg, kind of glad he's not doing this leg with us, like he's my friend and all, but like, He's doing some really cool shit with Loop Station, and I just can't... How am I supposed to, like... It's just going to dwarf my performance, you know? It's such a rad thing. I was watching it on his YouTube the other day, or his Instagram, and uh, the dude is talented, doing some cool shit. So, you know, it's just going to be me and my guitar. Okay, guys? I, like, I hope that's okay. I'll have a Loop Station, all right? But uh, no, nah, that's that's rad. I I, I want to see that live. I kind I've seen him mess around with it, like at soundcheck and stuff at the shows. But I would love. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to. I'll get to be in the same room when he does that at some point. So look out for those shows. Um, I am hoping to have some uh, some merch, some some like winter merch for the the Tales Pod um, available soon. I got to work on the designs. Uh, I just designed the album cover for my my solo thing. Um, I'll have shirts and uh, stickers and CDs as well. I, I don't think I'm going to have the CDs by the time this tour happens, but I will sell them on the website and I will send it to your house from my house. How's that sound? Cool. All right. Um, today, I was going to talk about, uh, I want to give a shout out to a uh, big value fan, big supporter of the band and the pod and pretty much everything that I do. Really appreciate it. Uh, Colin Murray, uh, at Seas311 on um, Instagram. Uh, he had a, a topic he wanted me to cover, just kind of talk about the festival scene and what it's like being on shows like that, um, maybe how to get on them. I don't know. Like I haven't really thought about it too much. I'll just kind of say what comes to my mind. So, all right, let's get into it. Let's talk about music festivals. Tales from Green Room. All right. Okay. So let's talk about it. Um, yeah. So like, 
being on uh, music festivals, it's great. We just locked in <clears throat> Reggae Rise Up 2020 in Florida in March. Uh, we've got the uh, the One Love Festival in February coming up. And this past year, we did Cali Roots. We did One Love. This will be the third time we're doing One Love, actually, um, in a row. Um, yeah, we did Cali Roots. We did Dry Diggings. We did Reggae Rise Up Utah. So, you know, amongst other you know, smaller festivals and things. Uh, festivals is a great look for a band. If you have any chance to get on a festival, you know, obviously take it. Now, it's it's not easy getting on these these bigger, you know, like top line festivals like Cali Roots and and such. Like for a while, I was thinking that Cali Roots didn't want us anymore or something. We did it in 2013. I think we did, yeah, we did two actually, because we did their, uh, the West Coast one in Monterey, and we did the uh, the Carolina sessions. I think that was in the fall that year. And, um, and like, that was it until like four years later, 2017, I think we came back. And uh, so they brought us back in 2017, and they brought us back in uh, early this year, 2019. So, and uh, so they still like us, I guess. Um, and then I started, I don't know, I guess, cause we do the same thing every year. It's like, we, we, we'll do headliners, we'll do support, we'll go out and open for other bands, you know, some one-offs here and there, some fly dates and like smaller festivals. Like, I mean, things like, uh, we played that, that festival in Denver back in June, I think. Um, it was like a, the, that cheeseburger festival <laughs> that sounds ridiculous but uh yeah it was like a burger fest i think a, a burger shop there has a festival every year and it's like burgers and beer and all that we did uh brew at the zoo in maryland here we just uh played in front of a shitload of people just to drink beer and you know at the zoo we got to see some some fucking lions you know it's it makes for a good day couple pints and a lion. Um, so stuff like that. It, anytime you get a chance to be uh, in front of people that wouldn't wouldn't normally see you, um, you know, because like, obviously we're super grateful for every fan that we have, every fan that comes out. And I see a lot of, you know, the same faces every year, you know, <clears throat> and like every time too, because we're, we're sweeping through places you know, two to three times a year on average, um, for the most part. And so I, you know, it's nice seeing those same people coming out and supporting and buying the merch and all that. But after a while, you start to kind of get locked in this loop where maybe you're not necessarily branching out and, you know, you'll get, you'll get new people at every show, but it's uh, not at the scale that like, okay, for instance, let let me put it this way. On Spotify, our, our, our monthly listeners um, were somewhere in the upper 200s, 200K, maybe right around 300K. And then we did Cali Roots. And then the next day, so we played Friday. So that next day, Saturday. And then for like three or four days after that, it just started jumping up by 10K every day, right? And then like, Three or four days after that, it went. It dropped down to like five k, and then you know, kind of went back to normal again. But like, 
And then like every day we're just getting more and more, you know, a thousand a day or something, something ridiculous. So that first weekend, that first week even was like, you know, we jumped like 80 or 90,000 monthly listeners, something ridiculous. Um, we ended up on like the upper almost 600,000 monthly listeners. And this is just from doing one festival, the Cali Roots Festival. So you can understand why uh, it's, a, it's such a coveted event, you know, very much sought after. It's very hard to get on. Um, we're lucky to be in the system, you know. And like I said, we, we didn't do it for four years after the 2013 stuff that we did with them. And um, I just thought, I was like, okay, maybe they're done with us. Maybe we're not, I don't know. But the agent said, oh, we got an offer coming in. So it was, it was nice, you know. Um, and this is something that I had started, I guess, a couple of years ago. I started saying like, look, we need to start really looking at festivals, trying to really seek these things out, you know, big, small, whatever. Because again, you know, it it is about the look. Obviously, you want to be on stuff like Cali Roots and One Love, and now there's Arizona Roots, there's Reggae Rise Up. Um, you want to be on all that stuff, but it, you know, don't don't just wait out for that stuff. Just start plugging at everything. Just try to get what what you can. Um, I mean, we've played festivals, like first time festivals, where like. 40 people show up. This is no joke. We played a festival in Florida a couple of years ago. And it was just like, damn. I know the dude lost his ass. It, I mean, it was a huge production. And it was actually put together really well for the most part. But, I mean, you're, you're looking out and you can see like four lonely hula hoop girls just spinning away, you know. And it's a little sad, right? So like, uh, <laughs> you know, but we, you know, we went out, we met those people, all 40. And I think a few of them came to the shows after that. It's like, you know, um, it, it's just, it's so important to, to get in front of like new audiences, people that, that don't normally check you out. I mean, we'll play festivals that like some people haven't even heard of us before. I had no idea who you were until today. Like, it's wild to think that, you know. Um, it's, uh, we, we, we think that, like, because we're in this community, this reggae rock community, that, like, everybody sort of shares fans and everybody knows about each other. But it's crazy, you know. Um, and then there's people that, like, have maybe, maybe seen the name or, you know, something they know about the band, but they've never actually come see us play. They maybe have never even listened to a song. Um, festivals can help change that. And let's not forget about, you know, we did two, two summers on one of the biggest festivals of the last 25 years, the Warp Tour, the Vans Warp Tour. Um, I mean, those shows crushed for us. I remember in 2012, we did the Warp Tour, uh, we did it all summer long, and Daydreams had just come out like nine months before this, and we went out there and we sold like 2,400 copies of Daydreams, 
And it was amazing for a band like us because I don't know. I still felt like we'd been on tour since 2006 and we'd been a band since 1995, but I kind of don't really count those 11 years before that because before that we started touring, like obviously it all, it all matters. But, um, as far as like experience, you know, because prior to 2006, we were just like, we were playing locally. We weren't really doing anything. You know, we were playing a little bit out of, out of town, like, you know, we're from Maryland. So like we were playing in like Delaware a little bit, playing in uh, Pennsylvania and, and Virginia. And that was about it. There was never anything. Stop making noise. Stop making noise. I got to turn. I always forget to turn on uh, Do Not Disturb on the, on the pewter. So, um, yeah, 20, 20, 2006, 2006, um, that's when we got out on tour for the first time and everything sort of changed from there and it felt like we were growing and, you know, uh, and then you kind of hit this sort of plateau a little bit. Like we'd, we'd fired our manager of like four years. Um, we were with this newer agent and we were, we were getting shows and making more money and, uh, and then it was like, we, we had a, a connection with 311. So they put us on the 311 cruise and we'd done some shows with them in the past as well. Um, and, uh, we, yeah, we, so we did the, the, the daydreams record with those pepper guys and the, that next year in 2012, um, we did the warp tour and it was just, I mean, we were stoked to go out and we knew that it was going to help at least we'd hoped it was going to help but man it helped like like i said 2400 copies in two months which was a lot for us um and uh so we're we're crushing these shows every day i think there were two shows that were weird like cincinnati and uh um uh, minnesota minneapolis i think um those were like the the two weird shows, and then every other show was slamming. There was like, you know, forty some shows, maybe fifty shows, and so we're out for two months, and just every day, you know, we had like we came prepared, like at a show like that, and I would say apply this to every festival, and I've seen Cashed Out do this. Cashed Out is like those dudes are the kings of of uh, self promotion. And doing it in a tasteful way, um, and Greg has this has this great way of uh, he has like some charisma and charm to where even when it's like it would be annoying from anyone else, Greg just comes across like sweet and funny, and you'll end up buying his CD before you leave. You know when the conversation's over. Okay, uh, I'm gonna do some ad reads. How about that? We'll be right back. All right, it wasn't so bad, was it? Okay, back to my story. But we would have signs, and we would we would like walk around with. I made. <laughs> I came up with this idea of, um, well, I don't want to draw up a new sign every day. Like that's wasteful, and there's more things I could do with my time. So. We got these uh, these poster board. You know that poster board that's uh, the foamy. It's kind of thick and it's like not the flimsy kind. It's like anyway. I got we made I think it was 
four signs. So I got each sign had two pieces of that poster board stuff uh, put together. I got four broom handles taped up the broom handle in the middle. So we made these like big signs, you know. And um, then I got those, uh, the things you put in like when you have a report due, like uh, the cover letter, the cover sheet um, for your TPS report, the uh, the plastic thing, the, the sleeve that you put your stuff in. And so like um, I got those and taped them to the to both sides of the signs right and then uh each sign i drew something different like big block letters ballyhoo you know uh on the uh whatever stage um and then every day we would basically change the time slot out so we'd have a we'd have a stack of paper on the bus and I would just write out, you know, 4.30, really big for both sides. And this would go on every sign. And the other sign was actually for Greg. He was our uh, our satellite merch guy. He'd be carrying around, walking around a sombrero. Some of you may remember this. He was in a sombrero, and we we uh, had him carrying around one of these signs, and he had a bag full of Ballyhoo merch, specifically Daydream CDs. And uh, we rigged up a, uh, a dolly with... Um, some uh like a speaker and um i think uh yeah like a little mixer and a bungee cord i think and just had him blast the album and walk out to the front of the line every morning and kind of spend all day selling and he's really good at it you guys somebody somebody needs to hire him for that because like you should pay him big bucks to do that he's really good at promoting he sold a lot for us um so yeah i mean we got super creative and kevin lyman the uh the guy that you know ran warped tour it was his baby he would see us all the time and we'd get we'd get comments i heard i heard stories of him actually from people that were there like um him being at some sort of like music seminar or something and he's using us as an example of how to do it right and i just thought that was awesome and i heard that on more than one occasion um, so, you know, when you, when you do get the festival, when you do get that that opportunity, don't waste it. Like, it's so important to, you, you have to do the work. You know, once you get the thing, you can't just rest on your laurels, right? You can't uh, stop doing what you've been doing the whole time. You got to keep going. You got to go harder, actually. And because now you're in the door, right? So it's just so important. Um, that you uh, you go meet with the people, you try to you try to hustle your merch. Um, you know, you go to the merch table, you walk around, you make yourself available, you're accessible. And some of you might be thinking, well, nobody gives a shit about me and my band, you know, because I've thought that too. Why would anybody want to come talk to me? Why does anyone care? Right? Well, I mean, you know. I, from my experience, we crushed One Love this year. We slayed. Dude, I still get messages from people saying how badass our set was this past year. Um, and how we were one of the one of the best shows on the whole weekend. Not just the day, just the whole weekend. Um, and 
we had, oh my God, there were like 4,000 people. I swear, it was like just the whole parking lot was full all the way across from left to right, all the way to the back. It was nuts, man. We we killed it. And um, I can say that with confidence. And uh, it's all right to, to be feeling yourself every now and then. Um, so I know that there's people that, if I if I go out there and walk around, they're going to be people that want to come say what's up, you know? So always have like some stickers on you or, you know, just go to merch and, and meet with the people. And, you know, uh, this is all advice I should be taking myself because the last couple of festivals, I kind of hang back a little bit. Um, it's more out of laziness, laziness. But so it's just so important when you're up and coming. And, you know, my band, you know, we've got some cool stuff going on. We've done some really cool things. and uh, we're, But we're still... I still consider us a baby band, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, also, let, let's talk about uh, how to sort of structure your set. Because, look, I'm not going to lie, and this is even this year. Um, you know, we played a post, post-metal hardcore breakdown at a reggae festival, Cali Roots, this year. And as awesome as that was for us, looking back, you know, it probably wasn't the best move. I mean, there are some people that definitely enjoyed it. I could see it in their faces while we were doing it. But then there's a lot of people that hadn't heard the song because they listened to reggae, you know, and it was just too much for them. And it's like the punk rock kid in me is like, fuck these people, we're doing this fucking metal, we're, you know... (laughs) Um, you know, it's like you got to do you, right? But you also have to think about your business because your band is your business. You know, especially in 2019, going into 2020, you have to think about your band as a business and you got to be savvy and you have to know what the people want. You have to you have to give them the right things. Otherwise, you know, they're going to stop paying attention. They're going to, eh, like it was cool. That was too heavy for me though. Or whatever. Right. So it's be very choosy and try not to be stuck up in yourself, uh, you know, when when deciding what songs to play. And this is something that our management has been hammering into my head for years. And I I would always I would always like sort of go around the advice just because, again, it's like that there's that little punk rock kid in me going like, I'm gonna do what I want. Do what I want. Right. And. It's not always the best thing. It's kind of like what, uh, that Chappelle sketch uh, when um, when when being when getting real goes wrong or something like that. What, what was it? Um, it's like you got to act so hard and be so real and true to yourself that you shoot yourself in the foot. You know, it just backfires and you sabotage your own career because of you know your tastes or you know. You don't want to feel like a sellout or something like that. Um, and while that is valid, those feelings are valid, I also think it, uh, you know, behooves you. Is that is that, am I using that correctly? Uh, behooves you to um, also think about your business and think about the long game. Because look, if, if you're not in it for the long game, for this whole thing, and this goes for any creative Anything creative out there, 
art, books, you know, your writer, you know, film. If you're not in it for the long game, then you're going to be very disappointed. You're going to fail. Um, You know, there are no shortcuts. And sometimes, sometimes you got to play by the rules, you know, and eventually you can make up your own rules and everybody's going to, you know, think what what you say matters and it doesn't matter what the original rules were. You can rewrite the rules, you know, you can rewrite all this, but you have to sort of play ball a little bit, you know, not to say that, that's not to say that there are some people that just, you know, didn't, I mean, Steve Jobs is a great example of this. Like he created an empire, changed the world because he wouldn't change. You know, he sort of made us all conform to his ideology, you know, in a sense, um, at least the tech world anyway, which influences what we do now. But, um, you know, so there are those chosen few and definitely I'm a big fan of stick to your guns mentality. I do think that you don't need to change, uh, change who you are, what you do to fit a situation. But I think you just need to be, uh, choosy in, in, you know, where you go with that. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Ah, here's one. Uh, don't try to sell Bibles to, uh, uh, Satanist, right? <laughs> or, or an atheist. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the best, that's the best extreme I can think of. But, um, like, you know, just focus your stuff in the right places. Um, and, uh, so <laughs> kind of getting back to what I was saying. Um, so we've been tailoring our sets. When, when we play a predominantly reggae show, we're going to play more of our reggae stuff. And, you are probably going to do better if you play a lot of the hits too. And by hits, I mean, you know, the top 10 on Spotify, Apple music, stuff like that. Um, you, uh, you, you want to, you want to go with what's familiar, I think. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's why like you'll catch a three eleven set, you know, at a festival and they're going to play like Amber, you know, and they don't really play Amber at their shows. Cause, you know, their, their fans don't want to hear Amber. The fans want to hear the deep cuts right? But at the festival, I mean, that's their biggest song. So you got to play that, right? They got to play down. Um, you know, so we got to play walk away and we got to play mixtape. Um, say I'm wrong. I don't, you know, I like Sam wrong. I think that's a cool song. I don't particularly enjoy playing it that much. I'd rather play other songs, but you know, you gotta, you gotta do what's working. You sh- show off what's working and kind of double down on, on it, you know? So, uh, don't count all that stuff out and don't go in all hard trying to, you know, because you may, like I said, you may shoot yourself in the foot. Don't waste the opportunity when you finally get it. As for actually getting the show, getting on a festival like Cali Roots and Reggae Rise Up and all that, um, I honestly, there is really no, like, answer there's not one answer. It's really got to be a combination of things. Like you have to be making noise and, you know, or just know somebody. Cause that's honestly, <laughs> seriously, seriously. Like 
when they say it's all who you know, it really is who you know. Like, you can be the best band ever, right? But, man, I've met some bands that are, you know, or seen some bands that, you know, throughout the years that are doing some things. And it's like, man, we've been doing this whole thing and we got these songs that do really well and Walk Away's got 20 million streams almost. And how did this band that has a thousand followers, how did, you know, it's, it's wild, you know? And and that comes from a little bit of jealousy, right? Uh, and ego probably. But um, at the end of the day, they probably knew somebody and they, they put them on the festival or they put them on the show or whatever it was. Um, but yes, don't let this stop you just because you don't know anybody. Don't let this stop you. Get your ducks in a row. Make sure your show is slamming, okay? Everybody's playing tight. Everybody's guitars are tuned. Your drummer hits hard or at least, you know, can stay in time. Um, you know, make sure your singer has a good voice. Make sure your all of your shit, all of your socials, everything looks kind of the same, like you've kind of got the same theme happening across platforms. Um, make sure you kind of know your... <clears throat> Your mission statement, I guess, just your your vibe, your overall vibe. What are you selling? What are you putting out there? You know, um, your visuals, everything, the imagery, everything's got to be, you know, the the music, like the production is the best it can be. You don't have to break the bank; just get it the best it can be, and um, play shows and meet other bands. and And when you go play shows, try to meet the promoter if they're there. You know, if you got a good promoter. They'll they'll be there and they'll be willing to to chat with you. Um, I have a whole episode that I'm going to do about promoters uh, very soon. I have some rants. I have some things to talk about, and I want to get my boy uh, Rob Duderman on. I talked to him last week. He's the best promoter we've ever worked with. I'm going to have him on the show. He already said he'll do it. He's a very busy guy. I'm a busy guy. We're hoping to lock that in soon. Um, but uh, just have everything. Like, looking good. Everything clean and just good. And just get out there and do it. And, you know, submit for these festivals, obviously. But, like, again, submit for every festival. Anything that, like, remotely you think would be good for you guys. Beer festivals, uh, seafood festivals. We've done a bunch of those. Um, you know, it, like I said, meet other bands because... It's just, you just never know, you know, and be fucking nice. Be nice, okay? I can't stress this enough. Be nice. Like, there's no reason to be a dick to anyone, to any band. Go out, shake some hands, meet some people, you know. It all, it's so important. It it all, like, helps. It counts later on. It This one relationship this person you're meeting right now and you're being nice to and having a decent conversation with, even if it's only a couple minutes, 10 years down the road, you're going to see that person again. And they're going to be doing something else. Maybe higher up the food chain. You know, Who knows? And they're going to put you on something. Or they're going to suggest you to somebody. You just never fucking know. So, can't stress that enough. Um, yeah, I mean, so... Good luck. I hope uh, I hope you'll end up on a festival, and maybe you'll be playing alongside us at some point. Maybe you'll help us get on a festival. I don't know. We'll see, right? <laughs> uh, 
Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Tales from the Green Room. Uh, make sure you check out the shows with Eric Rachmani and myself starting uh, Black Friday, next Friday, 1129. Uh, I've got seven shows with those guys, him and his friends, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's acoustic. It's, it's, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I love playing acoustic. I love singing. I love just kind of belting it out. And um, this time it's going to be in front of like, a lot more people than I usually play, so that's great. Uh, I have a solo record coming out. 99% sure it's coming out next Friday. <laughs> you would think I had my shit together, and this would just be all planned out and done. But you know what? No, I want this shit out now. I'm not waiting. Like it, it's, I'm finishing this stuff today, okay? It's called The Force of Habit. 98% sure it's coming out next Friday, but I'll let you know. I'll post on the socials. Follow me at Howie Spangler uh, on the Instagram. Check out the YouTube channel. We did the Let's Hang Out last night again. That was awesome. Send me song requests. Howie Spangler on YouTube. Um, I'm going to be doing some tutorials. I'm, I really want to grow the channel. I want to do some, do some different things. Uh, more acoustic performances to come. Stuff like that. Uh, HowieSpangler.com for Tales from the Green Room merch. Uh, hopefully a winter line coming very soon. And, you know, we're just taking this one day at a time, people. We're just, uh, you know, I have dreams. I have aspirations. I have a lot of things I want to do. I love creating. I love making things. I hope you do, too. And just know that whatever you're doing, if it's not happening right now, if it's not happening the way you want it to, if you don't think you're, you're where you need to be, don't stress, okay? This takes a long time. Keep hammering at it. Keep doing what you want to do. Some of you, a lot of you are out there working jobs that you don't fucking want to work. I totally understand that. But I promise you, you will get there if you stay focused, you stay driven, and you don't let anyone get in your way, okay? Don't let anyone tell you you can't do this or this is stupid or, or you look dumb on, on the videos. Like Nothing like that. You sound dumb on your podcast like me. Um, just fucking do it. I started this podcast almost two years ago and I'm having the time of my life with it. I'm so glad that I did it. I'm not that great of a speaker, but I just, it's just so fun, okay? So stick with it, everybody. I promise shit's gonna happen for you, all right? I love you guys very much. Tales from the Green Room. Uh, really emotional right now. Uh, I don't know what's happening. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. See you on the socials. All right, bye-bye.